Hey guys, welcome back to the third episode of Creature Culture. Today we're going to be discussing kind of a hot topic recently in the pet industry. It's about grooming services and should they be considered an essential pet service during the COVID pandemic? Yeah, so we're going to talk about our own definitions of what we consider to be essential, uh, like what responsibilities should dog owners have when it comes to grooming, like for basic necessities and everything. Um, like what is, what is really emergency grooming and is it responsible for us to work all those different things? Mm -hmm. We're going to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like it's just a quick bit of history. Um, so I think all pet services pretty much universally, almost in like at least the countries I know of like Canada, US, I think UK, um, it's been, pet services have been declared essential, but grooming's always been kind of like a gray area. Um, mm -hmm. so I think it kind of eventually went towards, it became non-essential, um, and like grooming salons were getting shut down, at least in our experience where we live and from what we've been seeing from people in other countries too. So, um, to go into, um, some of our, the opinions and everything we have here to start off, we have a poll, um, done with people who work in the pet industry, as well as professional dog groomers and people in the pet grooming industry as well as general pet industry. So um, first off, the amount of people who said yes, grooming should be an essential service was 55.6% of those interviewed. Um, and we have some of the points here of why they feel that grooming is an essential service. So I'm gonna go through them now. So to start off, um, grooming is necessary as a preventative care because it keeps dogs free of mats, fleas, injuries from curled nails, anal gland impactions, skin and ear infections, and it also provides a full body check for any red flags of health issues. Um, grooming services also assist elderly and disabled people that are not able to groom pets themselves. Um, another point, without regular appointments, nervous dogs may regain their fear of the groomer. Um, some dogs may require multiple people or professional tools to be able to properly groom, restrain, or lift them into the tub. Owners don't listen to the importance of grooming regardless, thinking they will groom pets at home is wishful thinking. That one kind of goes, I believe, with um, the belief that people should just be grooming their pets at home during quarantine. Um, I guess we can all kind of relate. Owners don't, you know, they tend not to take responsibility for those types of things if they can get someone else to do it. Um, another point like that, owners may do it wrong and hurt themselves and or their dog in the process. And I don't know if like people have seen uh, like the peanut butter nail trim TikToks. Like where they the very, the, very viral. Yeah, like they put the saran wrap around their head with like peanut butter on it and then they cut the dog's nails, but they, well, the dog licks the peanut butter so it's distracted. <laughs> um, yeah, what do you, what do you yeah, think that, of that? Yeah, that is, Pretty cringe. <laughs> yeah, pretty cringe for mm -hmm. Yeah, I think someone did end up getting bit in the face like everyone saw coming. I don't know. I haven't seen if the actual video of that, but I think it was on TikTok. Where... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess look up the videos. There have been have been ones where like people put peanut butter on the wall, which seemed a bit smarter. Um, I don't know why I the think... forehead right next to you. Yeah, right face. there. I know. What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> I know, and yeah, 
Yeah, and also, like, like I think you said, Locke, we mentioned this sometime earlier, you said, like, if you have a person there to hold the camera, get the person to, like, hold the dog or hold the peanut butter on the yeah, spoon. Yeah, there's something. so many like, options. There's just so yeah. much wrong with it. Like, I get the intention of, yeah, try, get them distracted by licking something. Why is it near your eyeballs? I know. Why is that the first choice? <laughs> Not to mention it's, like, a really awkward position to cut the nails in. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Okay. Um, and then moving on, um, another point is that vet clinics are overloaded anyways, um, because people would say in, in favor of grooming non being essential is any emergency cases that require grooming can just go to the vet clinics and vet clinics can groom them as an emergency service because most vet clinics, they do offer um, some grooming services, uh, usually only in like very bad, like very matted circumstances. Um, but and yeah, another point is that vet grooming services can be more expensive and harder to get appointments. Um, see the other point about vet clinics are very overloaded during the pandemic. I kind of we kind of covered this in a previous episode here where we talked about um, how vet clinics are kind of very booked lately because of people just noticing issues with their animals because they're at home more, accidents because they're at home more, um, or people who have an animal with an ongoing or months old issue that they just finally have time to get seen or they actually like notice um, or people just noticing animals generally being animals which they aren't used to and they think it's something wrong. Um, so yeah, vet clinics are very, very um, booked up at the moment. And another point about veterinary grooming, um, veterinary grooming involves stripping a dog down entirely and does not look as aesthetically pleasing as a professional grooming. Um, Many salons have room to socially distance, access to PPE, and are able to disinfect tools and areas and wash pets as soon as they arrive. As well, vets can't socially distance any more than groomers can as both of them do curbside service. Um, grooming also relieves the pain of dogs who have mats, curling nails, ear infections, you know, gland impactions, et cetera. And dogs comfort should be what our focus is. And another point, it's less risk than most public areas, such as a bank or a grocery store. Um, and then groomers will only perform emergency grooms and postpone routine appointments um, to maintain like a lesser caseload. Um, and if not essential, when salons open back up, there'll be a longer wait list causing matted dogs to wait even longer. And that's all the points we have for the why grooming should be essential for our poll here. Yeah, like I said, it's a huge, split in the world of that like groomers in general mm -hmm. uh we're not groomers ourselves right that Haley you have some experience with yeah yeah I worked in a either for a while yeah, yeah. uh yeah. so these are not our points by the way these are just uh yeah these are just what points. people said when they were at people like other professionals dog groom professionals were asked when they were given the option should grooming be essential yes or no um so it's just basically our poll results kind of that we yeah. gathered here so just uh take it with a grain of salt when you when i'm reading mm -hmm. out these uh the reasons why it's not essential yeah. that they have listed uh and when i say it's split it's actually very close to being split because the percentage for people that consider it to be non-essential were 44.4 percent like that's a lot yeah, higher almost than half that. yeah yeah it's, a lot it's higher almost half and half it's very divided mm -hmm. so the reasons they have for saying that a uh, grooming should be non-essential is that there's possible uh, transmitters of viruses like when it comes to dogs right so things mm -hmm. can be on their dander on their fur and they can transmit that onto other humans 
So it's not worth uh, you or the society's health for unnecessary businesses to stay open for you just to keep working. So that's one of the points they have mentioned. Another is that it's not a groomer's moral or ethical responsibility to care for these like matted and neglected dogs that they see. Uh, it is unfortunate as we do see it, but there's no way of, you know, like uh, waking up the mm -hmm. owners to like see what's wrong with it rather than just continuing feeding the wrong intentions mm -hmm. with uh, their owners, right? So uh, another is that some salons, they don't adhere to proper social distancing measures. So uh, I can definitely say that some salons are just can't be open because you're pretty much, if you turn sideways, you can like with your hips hit both like grooming tables. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. that, it, that does exist, unfortunately, right? Uh, what else? Um, vets can perform grooming services in emergencies. So uh, no dog should have to suffer, like to suffer for it, but there's at least an option available when grooming salons are closed. And a lot of the mm -hmm. times, if it is that severe, they would have to go to see a vet anyway, if it was that bad of like any mats or um, yeah. issues, right? Yeah, I do agree with that point a lot. Um, some else know right here, but have said is owners need to be held responsible for allowing their animal to reach such a state of neglect. Grooming is a minimum care requirement. Having to bring their pet to the vet for grooming will give them that reality check. So kind of like what I mentioned before, it, we're just, you know, it's like kind of being a yes man to it. Like, yeah, I'll do it for you because we have to, right. And mm -hmm. we don't want this dog to suffer, but what are we teaching you in the end? Even when, yeah. Yeah, like even as much as we talk about that, like what is really going to be the point of it? And then uh, to move on to that, a lot of people wait four plus months between grooming appointments most of the time anyway. Uh, that's a really big point that people have made. And uh, one point I found interesting too was that exotic animal owners are required to provide like difficult grooming needs. Why not the same for dog owners? Like why are we yeah. not Mm -hmm. yeah so these are the points that um they have made they're all very like valid like these are yeah these the, all these make sense yes and yeah no, i know all every single point makes sense and that's why i guess it's so divided because it is it's you can really see it from both sides really and so. I, we did have a lot of comments saying that they are in the gray area yes in mm -hmm. certain cases Yes, if they take these precautions. Yes, if da 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 da. So a lot of them are in the gray area, but a lot of people have very strong opinions uh, about whether or not they should be um, closed or left open. So we did get to speak with a person that did have a pretty strong opinion. We have a friend of ours that's a mutual friend, right? That um, yep. is a groomer. Yeah. Yeah, so she's a groomer um, that's been affected by the shutdown. She stopped working. She's a full-time groomer, so she had to stop working during the shutdown. Um, recently in Toronto, um, grooming services have been allowed to reopen, so she's been back at work, I think, like a week now, um, or it was a week at the time of this interview. Um, so I've got her opinion here that it's um, pretty much unedited, just like for a couple words here and there, so I'm going to read it off. So just here she goes. Yes, grooming is essential because grooming helps maintain the quality of a pet's life. It's not just about a cute fluffy haircut. If pet owners knew how to do half the stuff groomers do, we wouldn't be needed. But the truth is they don't. 
and not everyone can provide grooming at home. Seniors and the disabled, for example, may not be able to brush, wash, trim, nails, etc. Some pets have behavioral issues as well, making it difficult for an owner to do daily grooming. However, with that being said, for salons to function, they must adhere to social distancing, provide PPE, and have enough supplies to sanitize the shops. The services must be deemed safe as possible to limit possible exposure to the virus. Grooming must be regulated because it isn't. All right, and then since returning to work, so she's been back at work for one week, we've all been swamped with grooms and calls. Every groomer is in high demand. I've been dead tired from grooming and all of my good dogs are bad because they haven't been seen in so long. I've had dogs with nails in their pads, dogs with skin infections and severely matted pelts within the span of March 21st to today's date, May 22nd, as a result of grooming not being deemed as essential. And then, um, and then when asked whether or not, whether the topic of whether grooming should be essential has created a divide in the industry, um, she had this to say. Avoid online groups. The groups have been discussing over this. Cyberbullying, snitching, reporting, and threatening. So many groomers have left because of the bullying and are not renewing their Ontario Dog Grooming Association membership because that association was involved in shutting down every salon. One person literally went against grooming be essential, and that one person spoke for all of us. No one was able to defend pet grooming from the start. Um, and then for more information, she referred us to check out a website, um, Worldwide Pet Grooming Association, which will be linked in the description. Um, and that is a website made by groomers, um, kind of to, it's made, it was created and founded in the pandemic. So just in April um, about how to protect groomers jobs um, and keep grooming considered an essential service. So if I'm gonna look at their about page here. Um, the Worldwide Pet Grooming Association involve, invites all pet professionals everywhere to become a member of our association. Um, and then it just continues to discuss how it's found in the pandemic. We are a new organization that hopes to have pet grooming as an essential service so that your pet won't have to suffer with things such as long nails and matted fur. So far, we are a team of pet professionals residing in Canada looking forward to branching out to all countries who care deeply about the health and welfare of animals everywhere. So. Yeah, just I think we'll have some more information about that if anyone is looking to join, I guess for future pandemics or God, I hope not any anything <laughs> like that. So more, so there's more information available there. If yeah, even if you're just interested, I'm gonna go check it out. Yeah, yeah, I haven't really had a chance to look. So it one yet, thing, but. yeah, one thing that's interesting is that me and Haley haven't revealed what side we're on when it comes mm -hmm. to whether or not uh, should grooming be essential. So we've been kind of saving that. Like, so all the opinions or little touch-ins for mm -hmm. our opinions have been unbiased so far. Like when it comes to yeah. knowing each other at least and how we're talking to each other. Yes. Uh, so when we look back at what we were gonna talk about earlier is that what is our definition of essential? So what do you consider to be essential in your own way? Like uh, disregarding anybody else's opinion. Yeah, um, I think for what I consider essential, anything that is necessary to live um, and live comfortably um, and with dignity, I guess, as a human or as a human who has animals and your animals should be able to have comfort and dignity in their daily lives as well. So just anything um, that is a human need or an animal need, basically. Okay. So, yeah, it's because a lot of people I've been seeing, uh, like, I agree with you, when it comes to essential, people mean, like, am I going to lose a limb? Is it that essential? Mm -hmm. 
like yeah life or death situations and that's it Mm -hmm. are some people are their definition of essential is what is a priority to them or what makes Mm -hmm. them happy yeah so therefore something like a luxury haircut that is simply just for um Mm -hmm. like just just for them to look cute rather than what they need yeah Yeah. there's lots of ways to interpret it to them yeah so Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm pretty much on the same page with you when it comes to essential. If it's affecting you negatively and it's uh, something you do have to maintain, mm-hmm. maintain could be also very, it's a really broad term to use too because maintaining could be bi-weekly, maintaining could be every half year depending on what the service is, right? And what the type of dog yeah. you have. So uh, yeah, I'm on a similar page with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Another thing is that should every dog owner be responsible for knowing how to do basic grooming on their dog? My opinion of that is a hardcore yes, but we're also both exotic animal owners. Yeah. So this is kind of stuff we've been knowing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like I, people should know basic dog grooming up into a point. Um, there are things that I think people should not have to do and I don't trust people to do frankly like expelling anal glands like that is something that if you do like squeeze incorrectly you can end up injuring the dog so I feel Mm -hmm. like things like that that's something you should have a professional take care of just like if someone with an exotic animal they aren't fully comfortable performing like wing clipping or something on a bird and I feel like and I feel like if you're not comfortable doing something you shouldn't try to do it because then you're Mm -hmm. just putting yourself at risk this is I'm gonna kind of say it but exotic animal owners we're kind of better in a lot of ways because we have to be we have to be because we there's are not to. a general knowledge of things mm-hmm. like maybe the closest thing is a hamster to what yeah. people think they know how to take care of but unfortunately there's a lot of ways you can do wrong with dogs too mm-hmm. but when uh, I have guinea pigs for example there's a lot of ways you can screw up grooming a guinea pig and I have guinea pigs that need regular maintenances so yeah. for a dog uh you could research maybe like for a week and think that, okay, I'm good. I've done a week's worth of research, uh, but like kind of basic research and you think you're ready for the next step and you still consider it basic. So example would be like using clippers on your dog. That's very dangerous to do. Like that's Mm -hmm. some, yeah, like that's another injury that we constantly seen coming into the grooming salon or asking about it in the store or something. It's, that's a, that's definitely not basic to me is if you need to include mechanical tools and uh, mm-hmm. electric tools and like yeah and like um yeah. you know dematting a very mad a dog can be dangerous too like if you mm-hmm. pull too hard it can bruise the skin or cause like a hematoma cut the skin things like yes. that yeah. so like there are some things like I feel like people should be responsible for grooming their dogs up to a point mm-hmm. um like they should be able to do brushing and like teeth maintenance um and like wipe out the ears if they're like gross um but things like I even things like um sometimes like I feel like people should try and do nail trims but sometimes people are just like so like nervous about it and like they freak out over it so much that like I don't know there's like I feel like everyone should in a perfect world but like people just like won't and yeah. like I feel like if someone is so nervous about doing it having like a vet or a professional groomer do it like it I wouldn't fault 
them for that because if they're that like freaked out over bleeding the nail they probably will end up bleeding the nail yeah. and just like and and their nervousness the dog will pick up on that too so it'll be a more stressful experience for the dog so i feel like things like brushing like the coat brushing the teeth cleaning the ears nail trimming to a point but yeah there are some yeah. things which should be left to the and that is also something even that uh like so what yeah, we said what was what teeth brushing mm-hmm. uh ears and then nails depending yeah on that, right? yeah maybe like tear stains like face stuff yeah just like wiping the face like yeah basic stuff like yeah like um, so that's yeah that's yeah. pretty basic I still recommend you do some research on that because a lot of people don't know how to brush their dogs right that they don't mm-hmm. realize that they need a few different things like a comb and a slicker and what they do different yeah. slicker won't take yeah. out your knots and everything like that. I so know, yeah, research. Need... that's very basic what do you consider to be emergency though yeah um so emergency would be if like the nails are growing into the pad like basically anything um because I like work at a vet like I do have I, I feel like I keep saying that like I work at a vet clinic like yeah but no it, that's that's important um, you're taking but I mean like you're, you're the one um, saying uh what is what you're taking in like what is yeah because like in? for the the exotic animals what I say to clients what I consider emergency when they're asking about like the nail trimming emergency ser- like services and that I say um anything that like inhibits the animal's ability to like live so like their ability to eat their ability to perch or walk so basically anything that affects or inhibits um the animal's life would be considered emergency or po- or poses a serious health risk um yeah. so things like nails that are growing into the pads um, or nails that are curling under um like coats that are very very matted um anal glands that are impacted ears that have infections or like super gross mm-hmm. basically anything like you know that's inhibiting the animal's comfort and ability to live so you hear that people yeah your dog wanting this cute little round face specific mm-hmm. like schnauzer cut when they have you know a perfectly good cut about a month ago they don't mm-hmm. that's not a fucking emergency okay no. <laughs> don't call about it i know yeah, people are just like bored. Um, yeah. Oh, and another point I think that's important is before you get a dog, you should research what the grooming needs of that breed are. So you know what you're signing up for. Because um, yes. some breeds, they require a lot of grooming, like just, and that's just how it is. They need a lot of brushing. Um, some breeds shed a lot. Yeah. So that's something, you just, yeah, like that's something you need to research before you like get any type of animal. Um, so you know what to prepare yourself for. Yeah, what type of skin do they have too? Yeah, some are just yeah. Some dogs are more prone to like yeah. Some dogs are more prone to like skin allergies or skin issues too. Um, so it's definitely something you need to consider when you get a pet. Mm -hmm. Uh, one thing I guess like to kind of wrap up on the grooming specific topic would be: Do you think it's irresponsible though for us to kind of? want to work right now yeah like I think um it's hard to say really I mean um like I, I do think... feel some guilt in a way like the grooming like yeah. we're not groomers right now no. right so like um we're just working regular our regular shit right now that we have mentioned in the past mm-hmm. um there's me and I'm not even dealing with a dog that lives in a home or I thought I'm dealing with a person touching maybe a product for about two minutes and they're putting it on a table and maybe that's the mm-hmm. most interaction when it comes to touch yeah. right 
and this is washing the dog and then you have to sanitize each dog and then your entire day like uh I, our groomers right now that I've seen we're only we only have a groomer and one bather right now because our mm-hmm. salon just reopened and it's just insanity for them right now so they're stressed out of their fucking minds they're like is it worth it to put this much stress onto these people and they're gonna have really low hours they're gonna have so much restrictions and then they're also taking a risk for mm-hmm. others people's most of the time it's not emergencies yeah yeah no I can see what you're saying um but I feel like a lot of the time when um groomers want to work or at least what I've been seeing from uh, people's postings and what I've got the sense of is that people want to work just to help the animals mm-hmm. like they don't want like the really matted dogs to be in pain or to continue to suffer so it's I'd say like it isn't really irresponsible in that sense because that's they they want it for like a good reason. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So intentions are good. I just yeah, yeah good intentions. Some guilt about like like not quitting and then being mm-hmm. like no, I'm not working right now because of the pandemic and I'm not going to risk other people. I'm not going to risk my family mm-hmm. around that. I'm still working right now and I'm considered essential. I guess that's the same thing for not groomers though I think that's just all essential workers in general they're risking Mm -hmm. the same thing yeah yeah definitely the hot juicy question Mm -hmm. is we have both got to answer is should grooming be considered essential on three I want us to answer yes or no okay 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 it has to be yes or no yeah and this is this and this is and this is the and I want to make sure we're not like (laughs) okay like yeah so it's on three yes or no and it's should grooming be considered essential Mm -hmm. okay Okay. one two three no yes (laughs) um so I I cycled cycled, yeah I kind of cycled through emotions um at first like when the first the question first came up like weeks ago I was like no um vets can do anything like that's an actual emergency and like honestly a vet should probably be seeing like a severely like neglected dog if it's as bad as it's being made up to be a vet should probably be treated anyways um but now like after like a few weeks like reading things it's not so much as like a hard yes it's like why not (laughs) why not let's let Uh, people groom dogs like let like it's not the worst thing it's not like it's I don't know it's not like what's an example it's not like massage parlors are being opened up again or something it's like um it's just like dog grooming and like I took I know like a bike can could be is considered essential because people use this transport and stuff like that but like I don't I use my bike recreationally but I just took it to get tuned and the bike shops are still open so like I'm getting something non-essential done as a service for something that should technically be only open for like emergencies or like people who use it to be for transportation. So I mean, oh, that's a good, Oh, that's a really good example. Yeah. So like, it's something that's like still happening out there and other, like, so how is grooming that different, you know? And like, you could even go further and say, well, um, like how people are saying, Oh, the vet can just um, groom the dog. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, pet stores are open for dog food but in an emergency the grocery store has the dog food aisle the grocery store dog food aisle is shit and the, the haircut the vet's going to get the dog is going to be shit but 
it's still there as an option. So why are pet stores still open for selling dog food? You can go to the grocery store and get some little Caesar, no, little, not little Caesars, Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> I always make that mistake. And it's probably because they both taste the same. Yeah. Shade, I got shade. There, there's, there's some shots fired at little Caesars. Boop, boop, boop. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Haley, I'm so sorry, but I kind of tricked you. So uh, the question was, should groomers be considered essential? Should they be considered essential? No. But are they? Yes. Should yeah. they? No, they should not be. Oh. Like, this is what yeah, I'm sorry. I agreed with all your points. I just kind of tricked you. <laughs> um, I know. But sorry. I had you on your toes. Same thing, though. We're basically saying the same. Absolutely. No, no. We're saying the exact same thing. We didn't plan that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing, though, because the, the thing I'm fucking seeing on these groups that we mentioned before, like on different social media platforms, is people are like, it shouldn't be because people should be knowing about their dogs they should know that i'm like yeah they should 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 shoulda coulda woulda guess mm -hmm. what reality is nobody's they're not going to their dogs nobody's doing no. the right shit constantly on good days like half or most of the dogs are not being treated properly people don't no. know how to take care of their dogs and this is a common knowledge about anybody in the animal industry is that mm -hmm. there's so much for people to learn and so little they want to actually do about it so mm -hmm. reality of it Yes, it's essential. Should it mm -hmm. be in a perfect world? No. No, but it has to be because it, of how people are. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Wake up. You're, a lot of these dogs are in pain. A lot of these dogs mm -hmm. are just, if they don't do it, they're, they're like, I don't want a dog to hurt. And things, and things that aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Think, like you said earlier, things that aren't actually essential are open. So why the fuck are we limiting it on grooming? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, it's a pretty big one. It's not like hairstylists. Like, hairstylists are no. not, they're not the same thing. Like, we're not doing hair plants. We're not doing, like, surgeries and shit on our no. head at the hairdressers. You can't compare the two. One is actual luxury, while one is hygiene. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a good so, way to to, you, when you are preventing grooming, you are preventing hygiene. When you are preventing hygiene, you are now restricting and risking their health. Mm -hmm. and overloading the vet clinics and you're yeah and you're and, fucking people yeah. up too yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so that's yeah our spiel on it sorry guys mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm not no <laughs> not that i just think okay sorry i didn't mean that not that i think people that don't think it's essential or assholes i like i said i agree with all the i get it i, I, I get it all of it i get it and then like total shutdown like like dystopian pandemic world no gro grooming should not be open. no it's just like life or it, death it, only, no but yeah the only thing she opened is like the, the food bank and the 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 i don't know the war <laughs> i don't know i'm trying to think of <laughs> the military bases the, the military like, base and the, i'm gonna tell you right now actually a lot, them are <laughs> a lot of them are closed yeah. actually oh yeah yeah, yeah probably so. Okay, so now that we kind of went a little bit about grooming, we're going to kind of talk about stuff uh, that we've been dealing with with our dogs during the pandemic. So one of them is how to like, you know, groom your dog while you're stuck at home or some tips that we have for you. So um, we got a list here. I don't know if you see it, Haley. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, is this one I'm reading or? 
Do you want to go ahead with um, the first oh, no, one? This one, yeah, no, this one's mine. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Organizing it a little, it's a little off, but we're good. We're good. We're good. We'll get mm-hmm. there. Okay. So here's a few different tips that we have for what to do with your dog. They're not going to the groomers. You don't have an emergency thing, but they still need to be looked after and you're just not sure a hundred percent about the whole thing if you're doing it right um i'm not going to give you a whole lesson on how to groom your dog there are a bunch of different youtube videos there's a bunch of blogs that you can read there's a bunch of tips on that when it comes to actually grooming but i really want you to limit to the basics when you get home so like i said we were mentioned before you know (laughs) teeth nails if you feel comfortable like at least file mm-hmm. if you can like yeah you, yeah or just like take the very tips off or something or, or yeah just like a little yeah. bit and then slow because yeah we it's it can get bad if uh mm-hmm. you you go in a little too fast uh so when it comes to even before you actually get tools onto your dog if you have a especially if you have a puppy they should learn from the start what is some comfort uh, uncomfortable areas that they shouldn't be scared of other people touching. So a lot of those areas are like the face, the ears, and the paws are probably the biggest one. So if you ever brought your dog to the groomers and then you're, you heard your dog howl and cause a fit with the groomers at that because you're touching their paws, like, oh, that's because like, it's not me. I'm not touching the paws or like, they hate it. They hate it at that. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get them used to touching, uh, when you get, when you get them used to you touching their paws and other people touching their paws and, you know, like right around the crooks of the eyes where the tear stains are and wiping the ears and all that, you, when you get them used to that, at a, especially at a young age, it gets so much better for the groomers to handle. And they'll be so much better for you to handle as well when you actually put tools involved. So another thing you could do, uh, for grooming is to work on like socializing with like your housemates and like that, because a lot of people are like, oh, only I can trim my dog's nails. It's just me. He hates everybody else. Maybe try to fix that because if, if it's just mm-hmm. you, your groomer is going to fucking hate you <laughs> when you say that. Oh my God. When you said that, I thought you meant like work on socializing with your housemates yourself. So they're more willing to help you hold the dog down. That's literally what I thought you meant. I just realized you had socializing the dog. Well, it's multiple. So ask for help when you need it. Yeah. Uh, ask your housemate to help out with this stuff too so like you know how it, there's a pet it's a family pet right mm-hmm. so if uh I'm living like I'm living with a dog technically it's not my dog but it's the family dog I look after the dog I help with training mm-hmm. I notice the nails I pet him I play with him and I am one of the owners that he knows uh, even though I'm not technically yeah the rightful owner you know uh so other than that that's some different ways of getting other people in the house involved to help out with uh, your grooming stuff I will leave two links in the description about um, easing anxiety and aggression when it comes to grooming visits and just calming your dog while you're grooming at the house Uh, I know we're not technically doing visits right now but the tips still help out for when you're putting it into practice at home and then when it happens after this is all over they'll be a little bit more used to it and a little bit more eased into the grooming yeah I think that's right. pretty much it for uh the grooming tips uh but continuing on with the quarantine theme yeah I have some tips here on how to be more productive um, with your animals during quarantine um so just some things you can do um to 
kind of improve their lives. Um, so we have DIY projects. You can make new toys. Animals usually love trash, especially birds in my experience. So things like shredded paper, toilet paper rolls, everything loves toilet paper rolls. I mean, literally everything. Bottle um, caps. Wa yes, water bottle lids, I was about to say. Like, so just saving things and like looking up things you can do online. Um, I can put some links in the description as well for like different kinds of foraging toys and stuff for birds and small animals. Um, and even if you look up like, like not even like foraging or like toys per se, but how, have you seen on YouTube, like how people make like tiny things for their hamsters, like tiny little like yep. popsicle stick houses yep. um, and even like tiny little meals for them and like little houses, just Play stuff areas. like that. Yeah, yeah like you can always make something cute like that and do like a little photo shoot with them. Um, you can create a new goal for like your pet husbandry. So something you want to reach, like, for example, I want to set up an automatic misting system and like get all my lizards on timers. So I don't have to like keep rem remembering to turn them on and off. Um, you can redesign your pet room or your bedroom where you sleep surrounded by lizards, if you're like me. <laughs> um, you can do the biggest deep clean and like clean all your enclosures in one day. Um, just like, just dedicate the whole day to cleaning, getting everything as clean as possible. Like, like, you know, like one of those like once a year type things. Um, a cage upgrade challenge. I think you've probably seen like YouTube videos where people um, try and upgrade enclosures for animals, especially ones that grow like reptiles and fish um, or just like adding more stuff to a cage, not necessarily making it bigger. Um, another thing is to research and update your care knowledge because things are always changing. So just dedicating some time to like going through um, animal care groups on Facebook. Those are always good. Um, some YouTube videos, make sure you cross-reference cross -reference stuff. Yeah, there's like Reddit, there's um, blogs, there's, there's clarity. Forums. Yeah, there's so much there's to research. Forums, to, yeah, lots of different stuff to look at. Um, you can also learn about new animals, like not just the ones that you have, ones that you're thinking of getting in the future. Um, you can always add some more knowledge about them to your repertoire. Um, listening to our podcast, another, please. another, yes, please, please. do. Please. Another, another, um, another form of research you can do. Um, working on training and interaction with your animals. So things like target training, and this is not just for like animals that you would think like dogs, cats to a point um but things like you can train reptiles like yep you can train you can train birds. fish bird oh yeah birds birds, birds are smart as heck though you can you can train like 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 dumb <laughs> like not, not dumb <laughs> but like you can train like leopard geckos like i mine eats from my hands um you can train fish um i trained a bet of fish once to like jump out of the water and take you, a pellet from my hand i'm working on that right now i am working yeah on you, i will get tips from you afterwards you have Jesus. to get a you, no, you need to start with a, an angry fish, like a fish that bites you, like when you come near it, you, and okay. then you just kind of keep raising your finger. Right? Anyway, um, <laughs> so and then the last thing we all we all know: walk your dogs, take them for a walk, and hell, not even your dogs. Take your tortoise out and put it in some pesticide-free grass and let it let it munch. Yeah. Put your bearded dragon in a patch yeah. of clover and let her munch. Take just take your animals outside. Like good um, for you, good for yeah. the animal. Yeah, but walking your dogs is probably better because it takes more time away from your boring quarantine schedule. Exactly. Um, so that that that's probably the most important. Yeah, a lot of people are, are like doing desk jobs now because they're working mm -hmm. from 
home and like home can feel stuffy yeah maybe maybe you just did a huge cleaning you're just like okay now I'm like sick and tired of this house though I hate breathing in here Uh, Mm -hmm. go outside for a walk Get, get fresh air yeah go for a walk go on places that are not popular maybe try to stick to neighborhood places uh mm-hmm. you know just it's get some look up some quarantine tips yeah, of how to get just some uh, vitamin d be healthy like mentally and physically right so yeah yeah so i think to finish it off um you have some dog training enrichment tips lock oh yes i do uh so this goes along with a you know like walker dog um they're gonna be pent up just as much and if anything we're kind of noticing what it like to live like a dog if anything mm-hmm. to be stuck in the house all the time it's pretty boring isn't it so yes. especially with regular dog owners I'm going to say the majority of dog owners I feel safe saying that we and I am guilty of this too I think we're all guilty of this is that we don't spend nearly enough time doing any training or enrichment or mm-hmm. boredom solutions throughout that and we basically just get them on their exercise that they need daily and then we consider that done we have like cuddle yeah. sessions and we yeah. have other things that like show affection or that, but is, mm-hmm. are we doing enough for our dogs? Not really. So I'm going to give you a few things that you can do with your dog or honestly, you should be doing quarantine or no quarantine. Right. So, all right. So uh, if you did any research for training and you've just been holding it off for, cause you don't have time, I don't have time. It does take time to train. It takes effort, energy, and a lot of research. So you got nothing but time right now. So that's a really good time to put all your research into, into play with your dog. Um, another thing you could do, as I mentioned before, is do start on your grooming. Maybe try to build a habit out of it. So maybe try little things to get better at it. Like a lot of people are working on getting their dogs quick, shorter, like slowly but surely because do it too fast then they bleed. So, Mm -hmm. um, so honestly, just try to get the habit in there. I think it takes like 70 hours to fully build a habit. So if you're doing it like every second day or maybe just like twice a week, maybe by the time this is over, they'll, you'll have that regularly in your schedule and it'll only benefit your dogs. So Mm -hmm. what else do we have? So when it comes to playing with your dog, try to do some more engagement games. So like tug of war chasing hide and seek and chasing can go both ways so you can chase your dog you can have your dog chase you they freaking love it uh come and go you can teach them a new skill if you want to so uh you know like some dogs are trained for skills like those are service dogs and i thought those are skills while we could do tricks for other things if you want to train a trick that's just like completely useless but looks cute (laughs) so i have my dog he knows how to sit on his hind legs and put his paws this way uh he knows how to crawl like army crawl like those are things <laughs> that's uh, very cute it's not necessarily to like oh my god he's a trick dog because like uh, he's not a border collie i have a pit bull and <laughs> so he's not like doing the same things that other people do it's more just like mental stimulation yeah and, uh, your dog is getting um just stimulation and yeah it's a good bonding experience too it's bonding it's yeah just it's oh, it's just like seeing your dog have a fun time. I like it's like seeing your toddler having a fun time. You just smile. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it's sweet, right? Uh, so what else do we got here? We got oh, you can make enrichment toys. So remember we were saying about DIY toys that goes for dogs too. A lot of people think of like uh, at least in the animal industry. When I say oh, I'm gonna build a DIY toy, I don't think people think dog first. 
yeah no stuff like maybe cat first mm-hmm. but um for dog there's a lot of stuff you can build you can build like uh, oh, what are they called those uh feeder puzzles and like oh yeah like the mats and dig boxes uh you can do stuff for them to like try to find like a mo- like yeah just all a bunch of stuff you can mm-hmm. either make it you can buy it if you want to a lot of stores are reopened so now's your time to get something if you have to go to to a pet store right mm-hmm. um and if you want to do even more with that grab those toys and hide them oh yeah like so like kong makes like uh you know like their kong shape yeah the, the classic out, kong. yeah it shoots out treats i would use it for kibble <laughs> oh really that. yeah well because then you're they're not going to stop right and you'd have to mm-hmm. you have to fill the okay honestly most treat things i should like should be made for more kibble stuff because mm-hmm. who's feeding that much treats like in there i know right and I, yeah i've only ever used kibble really in those like yeah exactly yeah. so uh do that and hide it for them so then mm-hmm. now they have to find it and then that's a new toy for them which is nice um, you can make your own agility course. A lot of people have been making their own like mini golf courses. I'm like, that's cute and fun. Really? Absolutely do that for yourself. Do like something similar for your dog. Make your own at home mm-hmm. agility course. Make it outside, make it inside. Uh, it doesn't need to be like show dog running like hella fast, mm-hmm. like 50 kilometers an hour. It could just be like s- small stuff. Um, uh, an obvious one is to just, you know, Maybe get some some more like chewing natural chewing toys or like uh, or sorry natural shoes or chewing toys. <laughs> um, so like a Kong, if you put you can shove literally anything you want in those stuffer type of toys. You can throw it in the freezer. It takes them a lot longer to get to. When you have natural bones, it takes a long time because it's a dried piece of meat, so it takes mm-hmm. a while to get through. Um, one thing I think would be really cool if you do have the time is to do some nose work. Yeah, some like sniff games for them to really work on their scent and uh, at that. I guess I would con- you would consider that a skill. Some yeah. Are, um, some people are like find my phone and like they can't find their phone. Uh, it could be practical. <laughs> like, funny. Uh, yeah, well, like things like, like that. wallets or their keys. Yeah. And they start doing like nose work to find like basic stuff like that around the home. If you want to go in depth, you can like if you have mm-hmm. a farm dog or something like that. Uh, or have any I don't know um I saw it's gross I don't know how you do it I don't recommend doing it but there's a person that had uh rats infestation and they yeah. keep thinking to get rid of it but then they yeah so they have their dogs smell the poop and they're just like I can hear it I can smell it that's where it is so they know they still have oh. rats to deal with oh my or god in general I'm like okay don't recommend that but like there's stuff mm-hmm. you can get creative with right yeah oh and fun fact you people have been doing that with snakes too I've seen in some of my enrichment groups um oh. so not like the, the the same obviously but like they'll take the pinky um the frozen thawed pinky and like kind of leave a little scent trail with it and hide it behind a hide or something and the snake will have to go and find it or oh, they'll use one of the play feeder mats for a dog um, but like leave a scent trail through it with the pinky and the snake has How to go cute. through the mat to find it yeah so like think outside the box and there's lots of like training and foraging things you could do with other types of animals you wouldn't necessarily think like I said so like target training large lizards um, trying to train a fish to like jump out of the water over your yeah. hand or something or yeah so lots of good luck with the ball continue. python I don't know if they're gonna do yeah I know a ball python <laughs> yeah, I'm like good luck if you have a ball python got a corn snake or a little hog nose maybe no yeah the corn snakes are the ones I've been seen doing it mostly but yeah what else do we have here we got a few more um 
Uh, make sure your dogs have a safe and quiet place to go if you have rowdy kids. This is really important. So mm-hmm. overstimulation is still there. Yeah, so not even, uh, like, if you have kids in the house, your kids are usually gone to school. Like, your kids are mm-hmm. not in the house 24-7. If, they're, if it's summer, they're at least, like, outside. They're doing stuff. Well, yeah. like they're everyone's saying stay inside and respect. But if we're respecting the rules appropriately, we're gonna be all pent up, and it's just it's a lot of like overstimulation for the dog. It's like loud kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's like cooking going on, so there's a bunch of scents and loud noises there too. Maybe the kids are watching TV and being loud, right? So mm-hmm. like, they, and if like they don't have a, a quiet space, like let's say their uh, crate is in the living room where all the action is maybe not the best idea. I would suggest like having it in a room, having it somewhere, uh, you know, play by ear to see what your situation is, but have somewhere where your dog can go, where it's quiet, calm, and they can sleep, collect themselves. If they're nervous or stressed, at least they can calm themselves down naturally. Yeah, no, that's a very good idea. I think that's kind of overlooked a lot. It is. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Cause this uh, is affecting them too. Yeah. So, and big change. If you want to, you can also go and take them outside just to calm them down a little bit too. I know like dogs are like, they use their nose, right? That so if to not stimulate mm-hmm. their nose and their smell during walks is kind of like a really big point in training that we try to do is yeah, like say like, yeah, I want you to do this and this and this. So that way they're not pulling it with them. But like smelling is a huge part. Acknowledge it that they need to mm-hmm. do that. What else do we have? Um, oh, when you're going on walks make sure your dog is also following the rules of physical distancing. Like keep your six feet rule. Don't go to a dog park and have them off leash. Don't have your dog be touching other random people that want to pet it. Uh, right now it's a rule in like even pet stores, right? That like no one's mm-hmm. touching your dog or that. So six feet between your dog and whoever else or your radius yeah. is a little bit bigger. Just keep that in mind. Um, that's okay. So if you do have kids, like being kids, they're going to drop stuff. They're going to be eating stuff. Sometimes it's like food that's really dangerous for the dog. Sometimes it's like crafts and like little pieces of glitter or glue or that, like stuff that's like really not safe for the dog to ingest. Make sure you're kind of cleaning up after them because things like that can happen. It's kind of like what we were saying uh, uh, in our last episode with you and your unfortunate events with people being at home with their pets. Oh yeah, yeah. I can only imagine what dogs are eating these days. Yeah, so (laughs) kind of foreign bodies. Like kids are kids. Like don't blame anyone, but like kids are kids. Just you know, keep an eye out on the floor and yeah, keep an eye on your dog. Like my dog is an amazing dog who never eats anything. I have fully seen him out of nowhere, like months ago, grab something off the table. And there was chocolate chips in that thing. Like I, oh my for, God. yeah. So I was just like, no. And he dropped it right away. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I've never seen him do that. He's eight years old. Yeah, right? I know. So yeah, it's always like happen. <laughs> I know. It's always like a random time they'll like just do something they've never done before. And that'd be it's like, like grabbing their mouth. Unpredictable sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like let it drop it. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep an eye on your dog as much as you trust your dog. Things can happen. Just be aware as much mm-hmm. as you can. Um, so one thing too, is your dog might still have some separation anxiety, whether they're there or not. So if you're not there with your dog or that, they can get pretty sad and depressed. That fact that you're ignoring them. Maybe you're at work though, like at, at your house, mm-hmm. maybe you're cleaning and eating yeah. stuff. Um, separation anxiety, a lot of the time, um, I think that's going to hit mostly when things start to reopen. 
Yeah, yeah, because it'll be a big change for them again. They'll just have gotten used to the old schedule and then it's going to change. Exactly. Yeah, so kind of ease into it. So wean them on to your new schedule if you have a new schedule. Uh, If you kind of follow the same same schedule or you're kind of more freebie, you have options to do whatever you want. Just kind of cater to them a little bit if you can when it comes to that. Um, When we start to reopen and you start seeing less restrictions on things and you're starting to go out more, don't just fully go out and like completely shock your dog that you're not home anymore. Maybe go out for a walk just yourself in the mm-hmm. neighborhood for like a little with that, maybe like a little 15 minute walk. Next time you go out for groceries, maybe that's two hours. Next time you go out again, like maybe that's for running a few errands in the same day. Maybe that's like five hours. And then mm-hmm. during your full eight, nine hour work shift, now we're kind of back to normal, right? Yeah. So it's kind of about weaning. Uh, what else do we got? Um, if it is a little, like, let's say your dog is alone for a long time. What I do have in my house is like either so some white noise or I have mm-hmm. uh, like a TV going on in the background yeah. to help with like separation anxiety. That's like a training tool rather, like look into that if you want to, to mm-hmm. see like how to manage with your dog. But when you're at your, when you're in your home and you're just like not doing anything or like a you're at a desk job and you're just at your desk and there's no music or anything happening. You're just working. Sometimes I can stress mm-hmm. your dog out. Maybe put some light music in the background, some like a podcast of talking, maybe. Yeah. Us, maybe us if you want to. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Animals have a love us. going. Uh, you can look into that. Otherwise uh, there's a lot of stuff you can do to help separate anxiety. Um, what else do we have? Uh, if you have no access to a park or a fenced-in area, if you have a background, if you know someone that you trust that has a background or someone that you have to see frequently anyway. So example, you might not see your niece or your cousin or even your brother too often, right? But they're considered mm-hmm. family and you would be safe going over there. Well, I see my coworkers every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they, I see them yeah. see my family at this point. So right? you have whatever they have. I have whatever they have go if you're going to go to an open space maybe go into an open space that's uh not crowded at least uh if mm-hmm. it if it's somebody where you do your dog trust get creative if you're feeling that you can't have your like there's there's stuff you can do to get around your dog's freedom mm-hmm. to roam everywhere they want to right so yeah what else do I have uh, if you can't do that maybe just go on longer walks you know, try to get as much energy mm-hmm. burnt in so that way you're stimulating their brain and that they're getting their exercise. That way they're getting their proper day's worth of stimulation in general. Uh, and I know a lot of people are getting puppies during quarantine and pets in general. Uh, I think we're going to have, we're going to discuss yeah, that. That's next our next episode. episode. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that our next episode, but for now I will leave a link below. If you do have a puppy, it's a lot of research and that's the truth. There's yeah, no way getting I want you to research. Mm-hmm. It's something you have to do. It's yeah, not something, research. it's a. It's not an option. Research your goddamn thing. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that people don't consider, like socializing your puppy, how to do so. So I'll leave that link down below. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about more about what we should be doing <laughs> during this uh, crisis mm-hmm. and pandemic for next episode. Yeah, uh, I think that kind of fully wraps it up for episode three. Yeah, yeah, for, I think uh, that's everything. Boundaries. Yeah, 
And uh, for next episode, let uh, just give a quick snippet of what we're going to be talking about a little bit more in depth um, mm-hmm. is, yeah, so what are we considering to be essential in our own opinions and what the law should do? That's kind of a little bit separate. And uh, the fact that a lot of people are getting animals right now and people are yeah. pushing animals to be born, <laughs> like, yes. are, like yes. breeding right now purposely, or a lot of people are uh are like should adoption centers be advertising that like mm-hmm. getting animals right now yeah. is the right time for any of it wait and see we'll discuss it next episode yeah all right uh all right. so we don't have yeah. a sign off but <laughs> so we haven't really developed one yet the episodes are becoming less awkward slowly yes. but surely um so that's good i guess but yeah so stay tuned for the next episode um of our quarantine quandary series um so for tonight thanks for listening um take care guys we'll see you in the next episode bye for sure bye bye